You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Shuquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million-dollar seller. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shuquette. Today, we have Basim and Ramsha on the call. Thanks for coming on, uh, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, how are you all doing today? Great. Thank you for having us, Nick. Yeah, it's so great. Just feeling feeling wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. It looks nice back there. Um, why, don't, why don't you tell uh, the listeners where you guys are at? Well, uh, we recently moved to Costa Rica about six months ago. We packed up our uh, furniture and, and basically, and we have two kids. We have one on the way and, and even, you know, our dogs and everything. And literally on three weeks notice, we moved right here in Guanacaste, Hacienda we're building uh, over here. We're building a home uh, just actually down the street from here as well. It's beachfront, beautiful, beautiful piece of property as well. And also we're, we're, we're building on five and a half acres for like to, to actually work on farming, like centropic farming and agricultural, like just forest farming and everything. And so we have some projects going on over there too. So it's, it's kind of fun. We just kind of moved our playground closer and we've sort of like uh, kind of sped up the whole process of building a dream home as well yeah it feels more aligned with our life's vision and feels more aligned with the business as well nice that's super exciting that's going to be uh, awesome once everything comes together i really like what you guys are doing with like the farming aspect you know growing your own stuff and getting that going uh, and what a great area to be doing that in um you guys can pretty much grow anything year round right exactly Nice. And the thing is, Nick, like it, it's it's such a weird feeling to be closer to the plants and even being closer to the ocean water. Um, and to be able to have that relationship has been deeply inspiring for our business too. It's just like it's helped us be even more intrinsically motivated because sure, there's like this capitalist perspective of, you know, having a business and being successful. But I think that we're moving into a world where we're sort of like moving from this uh, patriotical way of operating to more of a matriarchal way, like very divine, very um, sort of, it's a, it's, a, it's just a different vibe. And I think a lot of us are getting stressed out for that reason, but I think it's, it's so important to, you know, honor yourself, but also honor the plants because when you start to build a relationship, you're not so like freaking stressed out, working off a laptop and being like, oh my God, like, what is the meaning of life and all these things? Like one of our, uh, one of our favorite mentors, Michael Beckwith, he shared with us that any conscious business has four components, people, planet, uh, profit, and purpose. And so basically the four Ps, and in order to incorporate those four Ps into your business, you need to be able to connect with people. You need to be able to connect with the planet. And then profit is just the byproduct, of course. And then living with purpose is another one. I love it. Yeah, that's such a, such great things to focus on. Um, that's super cool. Uh, and I want to kind of dig into 
you know, like how you guys became these people. And, and one question I like to ask, because I think this is where it stems from and, and I'll give both of you time to speak on this, but like when you reflect on your life, who or what really inspired you to become this version of yourselves where you're so invested in, you know, the planet and people and your health and, and how this is showing up in the products uh, that you guys provide to people? Um, so for me, it was definitely Napoleon Hill. A lot of us have read the book, People Go Rich, Lost, Lost Success. So basically, it was all the inspirational stories in the book shared with like Henry Ford and Thomas Edison and like just that uh, basically like, you know, persistence and uh, um, having like that vision and everything that in the mastermind mm -hmm. that Napoleon Hill talks about, like those were just life-changing principles for me. Um, and basically as we progressed along the way, it was almost like we met new mentors, but they somehow connected back. It's like how Steve Jobs says, you know, you can't ever connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. So yeah. that's basically what happened. We uh, then had uh, Bob Proctor as a mentor, and he's connected to the Thinking Grow Rich work so deeply. Um, and then we started heading more towards a spiritual path, where uh, more mentors came into our lives, such as Michael Beckwith, um, other influencers, like spiritual teachers, such as uh, Eckhart Tolle. Um, and basically, we started adopting more of the spiritual principles like meditations um and everything and we realized that that's where all the answers were really like it's almost like everything led us to that path but that's where all the answers were in terms of like finding that internal happiness so having like the external success but then internal happiness are two very different things so basically um coming across that spiritual path and meditating, reflecting, um, basically connecting with nature because nature has all the answers. That really helped us uh, actually add to our inspiration, but also add to like that internal compass that we all have. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, I think that, you know, it, like, and it's funny that you mentioned Napoleon Hill, because although like, you know, it was actually the reason how we met, like, you know, literally that that was the book that we had in common that actually sparked the, our first ever discussion. It's, and the interesting thing about that, though, yes, it, it started this sort of like mastermind, but then it, it eventually like we knew that we were being guided. We almost felt like we were being guided um, towards this, this, this purpose that that kind of was more about service to others than service to self. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about that is that it also created the perfect balance within us of purpose, but also intimacy. Because obviously as a, as a couple now with kids and everything, it just, um, you also like, you know, everything around you is not going to even survive if, if, if you don't have the core things, even that hold you as a family, but also hold you as a, as a business. Very, very quickly, we realized that Although we were running ourselves crazy with the whole this whole notion of being successful, we realized that we had to find balance within ourselves, which really reflected in terms of lifestyle as well. 
and now you know you know moving uh you know through like you know six figures seven figures and now eight figures i mean those were huge 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 leaps and every stage was so different but the most important thing in all of this that i think that you know moved us from seven to eight was definitely you know service to others as well i think we realized i think we were doing that the whole time as well um, but I think that, and that really came down to focusing on our own health, given that we're in the health and wellness space, you know, it, it, it became very intrinsic for us to just literally, you know, take care of ourselves first. I mean, you know, before we had gotten into this, we were running an agency, like a marketing agency, although modestly successful, we were running ourselves dry in terms of time. Uh, and we were really trading time for money. And, and that caused a lot of stress. Um, not, not as much of a balance as well. Um, you know, although like, you know, there's this whole notion of breaking this nine to five jail, but I think for an entrepreneur, nine to five is super healthy because it yeah. allows some sense of balance that where you can be like at four or five o'clock, I'm going to shut this laptop and I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. I'm going to go to, I'm going to take a dip in water, play with my kids, play with my dogs, whatever. Right. And, and that's, that was the thing realizing those like those simple things just broke us free and and it actually resulted in more success and now although like we live in a community where we want to measure everything um but you know it's like i i, I know that for a fact like if whenever i i made these changes whenever rumsha made these changes it's almost like a a new door open right it's like okay you've you've graduated to the next level because you're just a better human being I love it, man. Yeah. And I think, uh, unfortunately not everyone figures it out. Uh, we get stuck in that hustle mindset, uh, and we, and we, you know, run ourselves just so thin and so many of us think working harder is the solution, uh, when it's definitely working smarter, which, uh, involves like, you know, taking some personal time. And I think you guys have really touched on, some great ways to do that. That's accessible to everyone. Go outside, take a walk, you know, play with your dog, play with your kids. Like, and the way that I process it is like, if I'm working all the time and I'm ignoring my kids, I'm ignoring my health, I'm ignoring my wife. And I feel guilty about that. It's going to show up in my, my work, whether I realize it or not, I'm not going to be as effective, productive, and efficient I have all this emotional turmoil that I'm trying to like, you know, hide or like keep at bay. And it, and it just doesn't work. Like you got to confront those things. You got to prioritize that stuff. And when you do, it's like you said, the door is open. Like you walk into work, you're refreshed, you're more focused, you're, you're not getting distracted and you're just able to get more done. Um, and it just brings a lot of clarity to a lot of stuff. You're actually doing yourself a disservice by being out there uh, in this playing field, stressed out. Yeah. Stressful situations attract negative situations. It's as simple yeah. as that. You're becoming a vibrational equivalent to something yeah. negative. And just as you mentioned, those emotions of guilt, um, they actually serve as mental blocks. So they're like actually hindering your creative process or hindering your business development, like, um, you know, capabilities basically because it's service blocks. Well, let's, let's dig. You guys mentioned going from six to seven to eight figures. 
you know, I, I think this, this story can be very beneficial to people that are listening. Cause there's probably a lot of people that they have walked that path. They are, or they want to, and you mentioned things being very different at each stage. Can you guys dig into that a little bit and just speak to like what really helped you get through the, the roadblocks that you encountered on that journey? Totally. Um, so basically when we first started off um, with Nutrize, it was more so from a place of like, okay, um, you know, let's make more money. I think everyone kind of starts off, most people start off with that mindset. Um, and it was, you know, like basically we invested every single dollar that we received in our wedding gifts, every single dollar that we had in our bank account. And, um, you know, we had a digital agency before, as Dr. mentioned, where we were completely like totally stressed out. Uh, we were working almost like 18 hour days. Um <laughs> and helping our clients grow their businesses. And then afterwards, we were just like, okay, this is too stressful. We need that financial freedom in order to take care of ourselves, in order to take care of our health. And so basically it started off with the inspiration for financial freedom, of course. Um, but then we started to also really pay attention to our health. Um, and then basically we started like shopping at uh, Whole Foods for organic food. We started diving into superfoods. Um, and basically that started the inspiration for, okay, let's go into e-commerce and let's go into dietary supplements because at the time we had just discovered dietary supplements and we were like really uh, surprised by the benefits because you can start feeling the benefits like within two to three weeks with most of them. Um, so we launched Nutrize. And it was basically like searching for products that are doing well in the marketplace. So we went in with that motivation. Um, so basically we were like, okay, these products are doing really well in the health and wellness space. Let's launch these products. And they became successful, of course, because, um, you know, we positioned the products really well. Um, a lot of, uh, a few of our products reached page one for most main keywords. Um, but it was just like busting and myself working. So uh, the success was a bit limited. Like basically we could reach six figures, um, but we couldn't reach seven figures until we started hiring more people. So I think that's the number one step from for us that was going mm -hmm. from six figures to seven figures was hiring additional people so that we could work on the business instead of working in the business and look at everything from a more strategic standpoint as opposed to a tactical standpoint. And the thing that also like we held on to, because although like, you know, with limited investment right up front, it was difficult to really, you know, because you pay for more uniqueness as you have more funds to, to spend towards manufacturing. So we were basically really doing our best to find the most unique cutting edge options for sourcing ingredients and to be able to work, but we had to really work with the manufacturers. And really that was an important aspect in all of this, that we recognized right from the beginning that these are relationships could be, that could be worth, like that could be priceless to us. Right. And, and to this day, now looking back, my God, that was like one of the best things we did. Like, you know, just focus on the relationship, not be like, you know, you know, like as if they owe you something because, you know, the manufacturers, they don't owe you anything, you know? And, and the thing is that we, we kind of 
looked at that and, and that was just something that both myself and Ramshavi, we had come from a sales background. So we knew the value of like building relationships. We knew and understood that, hey, like, you know, never burn bridges, never do anything like that and really work with them and, you know, be grateful for the relationship, be grateful for the opportunity, just kept reminding ourselves that. And incredibly enough, these relationships like blossomed. The manufacturers became more transparent to us and in, in terms of basically saying, hey, like this is what's going on on our end. What's going on on your end? Next thing you know, the discussions revolving around supply chain, discussions revolving around material costs became more transparent. It's like, wait a second, like I'm, like I'm not used to these conversations. We started learning more about the industry and we also started recognizing that we could trust our manufacturers, that that you know that they they actually like us you know <laughs> like they they actually um they are rooting for us and that was that was huge for both myself and I'm sure in terms of confidence and everything and we started to realize that you know around this brand we're creating a community of of people that are actually rooting for us and that are like our biggest fans and the thing is that our philosophy even right from the beginning um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were taking care of people, like just, you know, sticking to, you know, making like clean ingredients, making sure that we're holding a standard in terms of plants mm-hmm. and everything that was huge. Like, and, and that philosophy, I mean, you know, and Rumsha had always like, sort of like really just held the standard really, really, um, like, and now it's, it's, it's yeah. rubbed off on me as well. So, you know? Yeah. What I love about business is that like, as your company grows, you grow as a person. So like what starts off at first as just like, you know, this uh, need for financial freedom now becomes into something much more like, as Basim mentioned, you know, being of service to others. So basically like you start to change as a person, you start to develop and grow. And basically that's what happened with us. Like uh, instead of focusing on like, okay, these products are doing well, of course, you still have to look at those things from like a logical standpoint, but more so like being of service to the people that you hire, being of service to the customers is so important. Like, you know, a lot of uh, business owners think that, oh, these are my sales numbers. This is how much I generated in revenues. This is how many units I sold. But as opposed to looking at like the number of orders or the number of units or the number of dollars, seeing how many people you serve. And that like that's like one individual person for like each order or each unit that comes through. So you've changed a life. And once you start thinking from that place, then it's a completely different ballgame because you start to like receive more inspiration. You start to receive more creativity. And it's like almost as if there is this higher uh, intelligence that's helping you along the way because you're doing good for the world. So the thing is that, you know, we we like to see it as we at the time of the recording of this podcast, like we impacted over 1.5 million customers, and that just has a different ring to it. It feels different, um, and that that metric to me it it just sounds you know way different from all these dollar figures being thrown around and everything because now you're 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 caring more about people in the process, and you know even just reaching that stage. You know, one of the things that we also recognized was building the that that tribe of uh, you know freelancers, employees, and everything. That was huge in the process because that also reminded us about the people that were impacting in the process. 
because yeah, like, you know, Ramsha and I, like, you know, we started from, from our basement and, and, and grew this business. But at the same time, we recognize at each stage that we had to shift things off our plate. We had to constantly remind ourselves that, Hey, like we're, this company is paying us for the strategy, you know? So that is independent from time. It's, it's, this company is not valuing us for time. It's valuing us for the quality of decision-making, you know, how much of, professional decision makers are we and that means that it was really important that we had the space to relax that because the quality of our thought and the quality quality of our decision making is a result of how prepared we are to make those decisions and that really comes from being cool as a cucumber yeah you guys you guys are great i love what you're sharing here i can I can relate to a lot of it, like through some personal struggles that I've, I've went through and, and I want to touch on a couple of things. Cause I don't want people listening to this to miss it. Like people that are into like holistic health and stuff like that, they're going to vibe with it right away. They're going to get it. But for those that are not into it, they're going to be like gratitude. What, why do I need to focus on that? Like, you know, uh, you guys mentioned about impacting people over focusing on dollars. Like, you know, that's not going to resonate with some people, but it certainly does with me because the force behind that is just so powerful. And it's like what Ramsha mentioned, you're tapping into a higher intelligence. I don't know what that higher intelligence is. You know, some people have a name for it. Some people don't. Uh, but I just know it's there. Like you can feel it. Uh, when you're, when you're intertwined with it and you're listening and you're not like out of, out of whack in the sense of being stressed out all the time. Um, so like focusing on gratitude, like, you know, in sales, uh, we used to learn, uh, like to focus on gratitude a little bit. And like, when you first sit down with someone, find something you like about that person and compliment them. Like some of these things are sales tactics, which can be, a little, they're a little selfish, but, um, when you're authentically grateful for the people in your life and you express that, uh, through your words and the way that you show up, like it opens those doors. Like, like you guys have said, is there anything you could like mention to someone who's maybe like interested in trying this out? Like what's a good first step, uh, for them? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, I was always, uh, you know, to start off with a little bit skeptical too, like meditation, why should I meditate? Like, how will that help with the business? And then all these spectacular things started happening. Like, for example, if we're running into some sort of an issue in our business, and it's like, almost you keep hitting this wall over and over and over again, where you're just trying to like, you know, kind of change matter with matter. So we're going a little bit into quantum physics. Um, but the moment you like the moment I was like, okay, you know what, I'm just gonna go meditate. And it's almost miraculous how the next day or even sometimes on the same day, the issue would get resolved somehow. Like whatever that that, you know, that piece of the puzzle was that that needed to fit would fit. Um, so basically that that's when I started wondering, okay, what's going on here? But I can understand that skepticism because a lot of people need that scientific validation. A lot of yeah. us are more analytical. A lot of us need to like see proof of things. 
And that's where, um, you know, one of my favorite like uh, teachers is Dr. Joe Dispenza, who actually like proves a lot of these things with science. So basically uh, with quantum physics, you can actually start proving these things. Uh, and, and one of the things that he talks about is like the different sorts of brain states, like the brain waves. Um, so most of us, when we're trying to like solve problems with like, you know, like uh, from like a stressful place or like, you know, from a fix it place, um, we're usually in beta brain waves. And these beta brain waves are like super fast, they're stressful, you're releasing a lot, a lot of cortisol in your system. And from that place, you only see the problem and you're completely focused on the problem. So you're attracting more of the problem. But basically, when you tune into uh, states like alpha, for example, or theta, theta is like the ultimate, um, you know, like it's the, it's basically the brain waves that we have until we're seven years old. And that's why children are so creative and so imaginative. Um, so basically that is the ultimate like state of receivership data mm -hmm. where the answers just come, where it's almost like divine intervention, where you're receiving all the answers because you're not in this state of like, oh my God, I'm worried. I need to solve this issue mm -hmm. or, you know, I need to hit this new goal. Um, but it's just from a place of relaxation, you're releasing more neurotransmitters such as anandamide such as like different sorts of endorphins serotonin dopamine so it's actually like physically for our body actually enabling the state to uh basically create more creative solutions and actually achieve those goals without um without like the need to achieve those goals if oh, that makes sense baby you you got me fired <laughs> off on all <laughs> so it's actually, you know, this stuff is incredible because, you know, for those of you listening, I mean, you know, really like, I mean, just even from another perspective, even when you look at Delta, everyone has heard about Delta, which are like the sleep brain waves, which is super powerful as well. A lot of people use that for, uh, you know, like sort of hypnosis and things like that. But we're really talking about meditations, which is like, you know, self hypnosis to love, you know, like self love. And it's a, it's, it's a beautiful notion because you know, we, we, we actually started prioritizing meditations. Like, you know, I can't get up and even eat breakfast or talk to anyone until I've slipped into a room and actually done a half and half an hour of meditation. It's just now it's at that point in midday, I have to do another meditation too. And, you know, I don't want to discourage people and be like, Oh my God, I do have to do an hour. No, you can start as little as 15 minutes. <clears throat> and the incredible thing about this when you shift from beta brainwave states into like, you know, alpha and theta, if you can just do that, I mean, you know, Google is investing hundreds of millions of dollars into programs that, you know, and even, even the military, even the arm army, there's a, there's a, there, there's some wonderful books um, out, you know, on like the state of flow and everything that you can always find. And the, the incredible thing about this is that you're also, um, relieving yourself from being in that state of the sympathetic nervous system. Like, you know, your sympathetic nervous system is like your fight or flight uh, response. So, you know, if you're being chased by a tiger or if you're, you know, swerving out of a car accident, your sympathetic nervous system is great for, for in terms of protecting you. However, given the nature of the world, we as human beings, as the human species have created, 
we're basically using this fight or flight response all the time. And that means your, your cortisol is firing off on all cylinders, your adrenaline is firing off on all cylinders, and the devices aren't helping because if people have them on late at night, that means your cortisol is um, you know, shooting off as well. And so, you know, you're supposed to be at a place where eventually, you know, there's a natural balance of serotonin and melatonin during the day. And, and the thing about it is eventually serotonin has to come down and melatonin has to come up. You can't have proper sleep without those two, right? Well, serotonin is, is really for the day and melatonin comes in for the night and, and serotonin serotonin is like a precursor to melatonin as that happens. So, you know, I know I'm getting a little bit scientific here, but it just, you know, stay with me here. Cause it's like, it's super, super important to recognize this because that's integral for balance. It's super, super important. And when you start to have that balance, you'll begin to be in a state where you're actually used to, you know, not being in that stressed out mode. And you're not in that stressed out mode when you're in that scientifically, this is now proven across the board. Like you can see this uh, with your body, your, your heart rate settles, your, your, your blood pressure comes down, you stop sweating, <laughs> you know, all of these things. And that is the state where you have the most creative ideas, where you're like the most relaxed and you also end up, you know, attracting the best situations. Now we do, kind of uses verbiage where we're tracking things but no it's it's scientifically proven your your aura is actually in a in a in a place where you know you're not you don't have any ripples or your 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 chakras are aligned you know like there's many ways to look at it now even science is proving that these are our energy centers and so we we are we now can scientifically prove this and and you know for those who, who kind of are feeling a little bit skeptical there's a lot of data. There's a lot of research now out on this. And, and if you're in this state, you will get better results. There's no question about it. And we're at a place where we prioritize that so we can show up for our business in the right frame of mind. And would you guys say that a lot of this has to do with what you guys, what took you guys from seven to eight figures was, was focusing on, on these things? Yeah, it, it's yeah. doing the um, it's doing the things that seemed out of the box, mm -hmm. even in our out of the box entrepreneurial world. It it really it really had to be that. Otherwise, we'd burn out. Yeah, we, 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 and at the beginning, I felt all this resistance. Like, how could that be? You know, like, how does basically like meditating or reflecting or connecting with nature? How will these things help me? Like. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always like, go, go, go. And you're yeah. always on to the next thing, on to the next thing. You, you're you like, mm. okay, I don't want to make, I don't want to waste time on like, you know, this meditation stuff. You know, that's where I was at one point. But just knowing, uh, and again, like Dr. Joe Dispenza was huge in this. Like, you know, you can end quantum physics, basically. Like you can try to change matter with matter. And that's what we're doing. And that is like, creating separation between you and where you want to be. So like, let's just say that, you know, this is the you in the now and then this is the you in the future and like what you want to do. Like, for example, like, let's say you're at seven figures right now and you want to go to eight figures. Well, what's separating like the Ramsha from now to, to the Ramsha from the future? It's time and space. So when you're trying to change matter with matter, you have to like, 
move through that time and you have to move through that space. But there's a better way of doing it by changing matter with energy. And we're all 99.99999% energy. So basically it all kind of like made sense to me where how meditating and reflecting can actually help you get there much faster in a in an almost miraculous way you won't know how like you'll suddenly receive this idea of what next product to launch and that next product becomes like a super big hit yeah starts to do really really well and so the answers start to show up mysteriously when you actually change matter with energy um, and there's a book that I would really love to recommend by Dr. Joe Dispenza, which goes into a lot more detail on all of this. It's called Becoming Supernatural. Um, so basically it explains all the science behind what mm. we're- Awesome. I like it. I haven't heard that one. I think I've heard his name. I, I'm not sure. If, like I've read Eckhart Tolle's stuff, Napoleon Hill, and quite a few. I'm I'm pretty interested in in the stuff that you guys are are discussing. But I don't think I've I've caught his stuff yet. I'll have to check that out. And, and you know, we've we've been through it all in terms of exploring this. I mean, we ended up, you know, like I mean, this wasn't our first rodeo in Costa Rica. We had been in Costa Rica a number of times already, and we had basically ended up here in the middle of the jungle and basically working with shamans and drinking cups of ayahuasca to nice. really and our consciousness like yes. we've been there done that we've been on cruise ships with you know like teachers like abraham hicks you know we've you know we've had uh we've had like with one of our events we interviewed uh krishna das who was very close with uh ram das as well when they went to india and that was a crazy experience as well so like all these different modalities for like spirituality and everything we never pigeonholed ourselves in in, in one direction and through that what we learned is that you know, when we kind of move into this world of materialism, it's just like another box that we create, you know, and as we as we begin to do that, um, you know, we we begin to kind of lose our sense of expansiveness. And when you begin to expand, that's where your most creative ideas come from. Meditation is one of the different modalities that just cracks that wide open where you feel like there's no limit to your inner thoughts. There's no limits to your externalities. When you begin to do that and, and, and begin to sort of uh, detach yourself from even the fact that you have a name, you have an age, you basically kind of just surrender to that. You surrender from any sense of identity. And Eckhart Tolle, he, I mean, he, he, he's a master at talking about this. And, and the thing is that as that begins to happen, you are breaking free from this physical realm where we have these kind of physical thoughts, which exactly as Ramcha was saying, matter and these kind of things. When you release yourself from that, I mean, you're, you know, and a lot of the mystics will tell you, you're kind of opening up your crown chakra to receive your best ideas. And that really is kind of like that. It's like literally you're receiving guidance from the, from the cosmos. And I know some of you might go, whoa, whoa, this is a little, <laughs> this is a little too woo woo for me, you know, but it's, you know, there is some truth in it and, you know, you don't have to pigeonhole it into some sort of feeling like, oh, is there a God in this and that? I'm not, I'm really not saying that, but I think that, you know, there, there is a sense of believing in something greater than yourself because yeah. if you limit your confinements to just yourself, then you're <clears> not going <throat> to feel like you have backup at all. And 
you know, I, I can attest to the fact that there have been many, many times, critical times in my life where I'm like, thank goodness, there's, there's something there that is looking out for me. I don't have to label it. I don't have to give it a name, just like you said, but I know that there's something out there and that's it. That's, that's all there is. I don't have to do something. I don't have to try and, you know, find this or go out there, chase that. You don't, you don't have to do that. But the, the whole process of just being is, 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 is just something that's going to connect you deeper. And being as, as, you know, a lot of the great teachers will say is just, you know, practicing your meditations, actually doing that and, and setting out uh, a time, you know, and setting out time for a date with the divine, you know, and, and that's, that's what's going to really also give you that self-confidence that you're taking care of yourself as well. Yeah, man, it's great. It's, it's, you know, when you experience it, that connection, it's, it's undeniable when you have that experience. And I think that's the point that a lot of people don't get to because they try to figure it out uh, before it actually happens. You know, they, they try to, uh, they give it a name and, and then they only want to go down this one path and, and they just hit that resistance because they're stuck in one box. And it reminds me of a book I read. Um, it's called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. He was a Jesuit priest. And um, he always said in one of his books that, you know, the mystics of all the religions and spiritual modalities, they actually agree on more than they disagree on. And it just kind of resonates with me as like, hey, they're tapping into that same thing. Um, and, and the ones that really seek it out they're all kind of getting close to the same thing. And then as they explain it, it kind of changes a little bit as it gets, you know, passed down the, the communication path. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with everything you guys are saying on so many levels. I mean, if, if people can take time to focus on, on what's important to them. And I say it like that because I think it's important to everybody. Like everybody wants to take care of themselves Everybody want, like, if you're a dad, you probably want to be a good dad. You probably want to be a good husband. Like it's, it's just, we, we just make mistakes along the way and, and we get wrapped up and focusing on the wrong things. But if you can get all that stuff figured out and you feel good about how your time is being spent, uh, then you just show up so much, so much better. And you're able to perform at that higher level. Um, and it seems like that's what you guys have, have figured out and, you know, here you are eight figure sellers, you know, you're not dressed up in a suit and tie in New York. You're in Costa Rica <laughs> under, you know, sitting sort <laughs> of a rock on, on, on my chest as well. You know, yeah, <laughs> it is kind of hilarious. I mean, you know, just this kind of like this journey and, and everything, but it's and it, just to kind of add to what you're saying, Nick, it's just, it really, as it really is that as you build more awareness, you become more aware of the root cause. You start to recognize at a very deep level that, hey, like, am I operating out of love or am I operating out of fear? And when you begin to look at all the decisions you make throughout the day, right down to what you eat, right down to, you know, even your business decisions, you might begin to find that some of these are rooted in fear. You might yeah. find that, oh my God, I'm you know, some person may end up looking at their bank account like a million times a day, or, you know, they may end up even, you know, like looking at like, you know, how much revenues they're generating or whatever. And then it's like, oh my God, it's not enough, you know? And, and a course in miracles talks about this, that, you know, 
uh, it's, you know, when you're any sort of fear is just a lack of love. Okay. And, and the thing about the, having a lack of love, when you're operating out of that, you're misaligned in those decisions. So right away, you're kind of, you're, you're taking your ladder and you're just putting it on the, in the wrong wall again, you know, and yet again, yet again, fortunately, life is forgiving. It's not, it's not a zero sum game. Yeah. It takes much longer. So basically it's like you're being in the vibration of the problem. So you're basically like thinking about the problem and feeling the problem. And now you're taking action from that place. So you're going to attract more of the problem. But basically being in the vibration of the solution and feeling more abundant, feeling more inspired, feeling more gratitude, these things will help you attract more of the solution. Yeah, I love it, man. Lots of good advice. I hope people are hearing in. I mean, we're talking to eight-figure sellers that have really built a great life for themselves, uh, their company, their customers. I mean, they're making a huge impact. Um, in the world. So, you know, I, I really hope people are taking some notes on this stuff, like focusing on the gratitude. My favorite tip from this one is, is probably focusing on impacting one and a half million customers versus, you know, a, a sales number. Like, talk about a great scorecard metric. I mean, I'm just imagining, like, you know, having a weekly meeting and saying, hey, our target is to impact, uh, uh, you know, 10,000 people this week. And you hit that target and you talk about it on your team meeting, like that's going to get everyone fired up. I mean, you're changing lives uh, at that point. It becomes so easy eventually because you, you begin to see what joy, what beauty it is to interact with people like our team, you know, like, you know, just seeing all those beautiful faces and, to be able to just interact with them and to have these human conversations and everything, you know, we're just so grateful for our team as well because they remind us about the customers as well. So, you know, we, we also then recognize that customers, you know, are, are exactly like that. They're just people, you know, and, and at the end of the day, when you begin to sort of, you know, kind of understand that and, and even understand that more deeply, you begin more big, big, you start to begin to have this relationship with your customers a lot more. And that's what we're always, you know, kind of aspiring towards. And then that kind of steers you towards the impact side of the business rather than being like, okay, what, what are the quick fixes? What are the band-aid solutions? Right. Like, and, and I think that we easily, we can easily get conditioned to thinking that way. But as you begin to sort of like, you know, look at the sort of like understand the customers, they begin to share with you incredible information that, hey, like, you know, this is, you know, this product is helping me, but it would be so great to have a product like this to, to serve my needs as well. They're, they're, it, they're giving you information that's worth its weight in gold as well. Right on, guys. Yeah, I'd love to sit in on one of your meetings sometime. I bet they're pretty exciting. <laughs> that sounds great, man. Um, well, before we sign off, guys, I got a couple questions uh, I want to ask each of you, and, uh, and and then we'll wrap this thing up. So let's see what do I what do I have for you guys here? Um, Ramsha mentioned a book. Uh, what about what about you, Basim? What's what's a book suggestion you have for the audience? Wow, that you know, I think I I I come back to Eckhart Tolle. For, for someone like myself, 
um, the power of now. Okay. Had a, had a huge impact on me. I remember when we had our first kid and we were pregnant and everything. And I literally did not even know what like anxiety was. I had no idea. I was just like operating like that. And I was so wired all the time. Yeah. The only solution was to drink more coffee. <laughs> and I that, you know what? Like that's, and I had always accepted it as a part of my personality. Maybe I'm just supposed to hop around all the time. Like I'm just supposed to be intense all the time. And then I realized that, wait, like that's just my nervous system firing off. But, you know, Eckhart Tolle helped me realize that there is something else going on here. There's something, there's something, um, something deeper here, you know, and as that, as that relationship uh, with myself became more crystal clear, I began to realize that there was a root cause for the anxiety. There were some, some fears that I hadn't addressed and that I kind of stored away as, as almost like trauma. And, and that these things eventually uh, allowed for the surfacing to happen. So I think that that's a wonderful book for anyone, um, anyone starting off. It's, it's such, a, such a huge deal. Yeah, if you can, like, uh, I, I think a lot of us, we have to go through some sort of crisis to be open to something like that. I know that's what the case was for me. Like, if someone could take that stuff seriously before things go bad, like you're ahead of the game, you know, like, it, I wish I would have been introduced to those things earlier on. Um, uh, Ramcha, what was the book that you mentioned earlier? So it's becoming supernatural by okay. and at face value you think that is just about like healing for the body and everything but it goes very deep into the science the quantum physics of like energy and matter and then time and space and basically like you know it talks about the different dimensions and the different quantum potentials so it has a lot to do with like visualization it has a lot to do with tuning into the potential that you want to tune into. Um, so, it, and it, it explains everything from a very scientific perspective. So what I love about Dr. Joe Dispenza is that he bridges the gap between spirituality and science. Um, so for anyone who loves like, you know, like the scientific aspect of things and see how like meditation and brain states work and all of that stuff, um, it's a really, really good book. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna have to write that one down myself. That sounds like something I'd like. Um, what, uh, so, so speaking about, you know, working on like habits and, and, and making good decisions, uh, what, what's one habit that each of you are working on right now? Wow. That is a, that is a wonderful question. That is, that is a fantastic question. I think that, you know, for, for me personally, it has become more about being in that state, uh, you know, the thing about even when you get into meditations and, you know, spirituality and all of these things is just kind of, in, it becomes more simple. It's just increasing those habits. There's no sense of having to do anything uh, like, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that because I know that those are the old ways and that doesn't work, you know, and it, it really, it's come to a point where it doesn't even work anymore. And so that it really ends up mean, uh, meaning that I, the, to receive guidance. Um, how can I receive more quality guidance? How can I have more deeper, more mystical experiences? Because I mean, there's some fun to all of this, you know, like, um, you know, Rumsha knows this because, you know, I, I sometimes, uh, you know, end up 
like we, we like some of our rituals. I mean, if you found out our rituals, you'd be like, Holy <laughs> crap. like I'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you one of them. Like we, 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 we put like blue Lotus uh, flowers into our tea every night. And they have like these two major compounds that um, evoke somewhat of a little psychedelic experience, but these are literally plants and they're, yeah. they're, they're flowers, but they, they, and it's not too crazy. It's not like even, it's not like even cannabis or anything like that, but it's like, they, they, they're actually super like good for you. They're, they're, they're healthy, but it's just that, you know, um, because they have some psychoactive compounds, it can be like, Oh, it's, yeah. This is a bit area, but like, it gets us so relaxed and, and everything. And we just started like going on these like little journeys, sort of a little bit shamanic where we're just sort of like building a relationship with specific plants, like picking a specific plant, you know, asking for permission and just sort of having this kind of relationship. Uh, there's this one herb that is, is just, we're both so like oh, yeah. huge fans of like, it's called go to cola. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, so what we're finding is like when it comes to habits, like how can we like discover relationships with new plants that can teach us something? Because what what is kind of beyond uh, what most people can even like sometimes imagine is that you can actually build a relationship with with plants, like even even simple plants like chamomile, which is available to you. Like you can actually build a relationship with these plant plants, and you know you can have them in tea, you can have them in like tinctures, or in our case we capsules gummies and all that kind of stuff so we found that like um you know this discovery is so incredible because you start moving to a point where you don't feel like you need to do anything or you want to do anything and you know uh and that that was what a lot of like you know when when you know i was in sales at one point like is like read this do this do that this habit that habit but it it's like eventually you start to just break all of that completely break it and then there's like this art of like almost like doing nothing. It feels like sometimes, but while doing nothing, like uh, creating more and because you're valuing yourself in the process. So it's just really, I mean, to long story short answer your question, it's more about kind of perfecting that habit, uh, you know, whether it's doing more meditations or whether it's, it's inc- improving the quality of the meditations. That's always been kind of like my thing terms of building habits that's also been rumptious thing too as well yeah Yeah, i like it it's kind of like doing more of what's already working for you it it sounds like and just really perfecting that process it's like how stephen covey would say like sharpening the saw okay sharpening the saw right on i got yeah i like that i like that um ramsha anything stick out in your mind something you're working on at the moment yeah. Um, so from a personal standpoint, um, basically, yeah, just med- meditating more. I'm a huge fan of like neurogenesis and neuroplasticity and all of that scientific stuff. So basically, uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now, it's, I know it sounds funny, but it's like microdosing on mushrooms because I love mushrooms and just the benefits it doesn't have any psychedelic effects but it basically really helps you rewire your brain so it helps like kind of change your default mode network because a lot of us are operating from this default mode network as Basim mentioned um basically like we're our we're in a state of anxiety or we're in a state of uh, fight or flight or stress 
but that's our default. So we don't know that we're actually in that state. Yeah. So basically rewiring your brain helps you kind of um, restructure that default mode network. And um, it's a great documentary on this. Yeah. It's called Fantastic, Fantastic Fun- Fungi. Fungi. It's amazing. Um, but basically, it helps you like rewire those neuro, uh, neuro connections, the synapses, how the specific neurons communicate and everything. Um, and basically, it's a very small dose. Like it's completely unpsychedelic. And I combine it with like lion's mane mushrooms. Which okay. Is really, really well. um, so basically. It's and, like a little bit of psilocybin yeah, in there. But so. what's most important is what you do right after. So if right after you're like oh, you know what, I'm going to go out and party or I'm going to go out and uh, I'm going to get straight to work, then you're not really you're not really tuning into the benefits of what you're doing. Yeah. Meditate instead. If you reflect instead, if you take a walk in nature in a meditative state right after instead, that really helps you actually tune into the benefits of these plants. Um, And they can be nootropics like plants can be. Yes. As well. Yeah, they, they're certainly like everything that's uh, pharmaceutical that's created like aspirin or Tylenol or even like um, benzodiazepines. Um, they're basically a mimicry of what happens with plants. So like they're actually basically studying the compounds in plants and then mimicking those compounds in a synthetic way in the lab and creating those. And that's what medications are. But the thing with the plants is they have a spirit because they've been here much longer than we have as a human species. So basically like they have the spirit element, which you really tune into uh, when you start experimenting with these different plants, whether it's blue lotus, whether it's go to cola. And all of these herbs are uh, referenced in very ancient texts, like, uh, you know, Taoist texts or uh, like the, um, the Vedic texts and, um, Native American medicine. So you can kind of see like they were there from an ancient wisdom perspective. But when you look at the scientific studies, you can kind of study like the biochemistry behind it all as well. And it's amazing because like, you know, we that's that's what we're in the business of. Basically, we try out these things and then we're like, oh, these things are amazing. And then we launched the products for our customers. Awesome. Um, yeah. So that's like our research, but it's also personal investment as well. Right on guys. Yeah. I, uh, you know, there's plenty, the, the research on like, uh, psilocybin and, and LSD is like, it's solid. It's, it's like 100% of the time. And now that they're able to do more of these studies, like there's no other, you can't disprove it. Like it, it works. And, um, you're, you're right. Like a true microdose, you know, is not, uh, hallucinogenic. I've got some buddies of mine who like totally do it wrong. They like go out and party and they're like, yeah, microdosing. I'm like, I don't think that's how you're supposed to do it, but you know, have a, have a good time. <laughs> at, least, at least they're not drinking like alcohol, you know, I mean, that, that would be like my response. At least like if they're having fun, you know, the thing about plants is like, I found that the plants to keep you more safe. I mean, it's yeah. kind of crazy, you know, and like, you know, back then, all this stuff was scoffed at. But now research is showing, you know, like we're, we're seeing it. And, and the plants must be respecting the process, but they're saving lives. Yeah, They're saving lives. At the end of the day, they're saving lives and the studies are undeniable. And that, that's the thing that really 
just lights a fire within us as well. All right, guys, I got one more question for you. Um, what, what do you guys believe sets a successful Amazon seller apart from an unsuccessful one? Mm. Uh, for me, um, it's a combination of two things. So a lot of Amazon sellers kind of research, okay, the market and think that, okay, this product's doing well. I'm look, like looking at the number of reviews. Like if I launch this product, then I know I can position it on page one and I know that it will be successful. So they're thinking from a very short-term perspective. A long-term perspective, um, I feel is like, it's kind of like the, the hare and the tortoise story where, you know, the tortoise wins the race, but, but it's like, really playing the the slow game and kind of envisioning the brand, envisioning how many people you want to impact, envisioning like how you're going to serve people, envisioning like the whole, um, you know, like the product diversification process ahead of time, like not focusing more so on the tactics, but more focusing more so on the strategic vision of where you see your company like a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and really mapping that customer journey and mapping your own journey throughout that uh, basically like that business development, basically. Mm. Um, so I think that's what differentiates uh, a successful Amazon seller from an unsuccessful. Um, not to say like that that short term vision won't get you there, but that long term vision will help you really get to those eight figures, nine figures and so on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having that long-term goal is going to help. You're just going to be more motivated to get through all the crap that Amazon throws at us. Um, and symbiotically, what I would say is I think it's also the ability to hire a dream team. Now I'm not saying you gotta, you gotta, you know, like you're, you're, you're looking to build a dream team, like you're finding, you know, like Michael Jordan and Shaquille and, you know, like, it's not like that. In fact, you know, like, I mean, the dodgeball, I love that movie because it's funny because you look at the team, <laughs> yeah. it's like the worst looking team. But at the same time, you know, it's like, it's just finding the right people that complement your strategic decision making. It's as yeah. simple as that. And then eventually when those people are doing what, what you were initially doing, because you were... I'm sure an operator to begin with, when you start uh, at the grassroots level, of course, it is a grassroots effort and, and there is work at the beginning, but there comes a point where you're faced with decision. You know, it's like, Hey, maybe I can hire someone. Let's just say customer service, for example, or a supply chain that can really do this better than me. But not only that, if I give this person three to six months to take on all my processes so far, SOPs, which are standard standard operating procedures. And now it that person can own it. And then that person can build their own set of SOPs on top of that, you know, update it, which really means that they're just getting better than you are at what you were doing initially. So now you're you're allowing it to grow that operations, you're you're allowing it to grow independent from yourself. That that is huge because that is freeing up your time. Yeah. To, make better decisions. That's freeing up your time uh, at the level of strategy. So when you combine that with the vision, uh, exactly what Ramsh is saying, you have this huge sort of 
level of focus that's going to get you results no matter what. And of course, if you also meditate in the process, like, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a level of clarity and you're going to also feel good in the process. You're not stressed out. And by the way, like, you know, we also have something very special uh, for the community as well. So we'll also mention that to you when, when it's time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, thank you guys. I really appreciate those answers you gave us about the Amazon, uh, stuff. Like, I think that's going to be super helpful, uh, for people, you know, coming from some eight figure sellers. Like we know you guys know what you're talking about. Um, if people want to find out a little more about you or your company, uh, where can they go, uh, reach out and learn more? Well, Nick, so we've got, we've got something, uh, that we've set up as almost like a sister brand to, to neutralize and it's called retreat Institute. And through that, like Ramsha and I, like we go crazy. Like we, we're, we're, we're getting like this machine that like measures your, your, your field, your energetic field. Nice. Uh, and so that we can test it and measure it before and after meditation, because you know, what has helped us become successful we're actually looking to perfect it. We're looking to understand it better. It's like this great relationship with it. And, you know, if the community wants to hop along with us and they want to understand it better, uh, we're more than happy to actually um, offer a 30-day free trial to the Retreat Sounds app that we've actually built ourselves and all our meditation library. And we've actually created these meditations ourselves, which has a lot of the binaural meditations that Ramsh is talking about you know, alpha, theta, and even delta that will immediately put you in these states. And we've worked with our sound engineering team. We've worked with our composers to build the perfect meditations to get that happening for you. And so all you have to do is really just put your email and you can, you can hop on that 30 day free trial. But the great thing about that is that when you, when you hop, hop in on that at retreatsounds.com, uh, you, you'll be able to get all these emails from us. And we'll be able to share a lot of our findings, a lot of our epiphanies, the same way, similarly to how it's been on this podcast already. So you'll just kind of be a part of the community anyways, if you don't end up, you know, taking up on the app as well. But the app is stellar. We're really, really, really happy about it. You know, we use it ourselves and it's had a huge impact. We actually built it for ourselves to achieve, you know, more success in the business, to build deeper relationships, to experience a different level of mindfulness. So this is something that we've, we've kind of put together for ourselves and we're more than willing to share if it helps other people, we're more than happy. Awesome. I'll definitely be checking that out. Uh, I love binaural beats, love meditation. Um, it would, it, I'm definitely interested in checking out what you guys have put together. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's uh, really good having a conversation with you guys. Very refreshing. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. We, we love and honor this beautiful community. Uh, you know, thank you to you guys for uh, bringing us, uh, you know, in, in your space and allowing us to be a part of the family. Just huge thanks to all of you. I mean, you know, it's just it's really nice to have the level of support that we've had from all of you guys. Right on, man. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you a million dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.